Hey, welcome to church, everybody. Come on. It's good to see you. My, 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 my. It's good to see everybody today. Hey, if this is your first time visiting with us today, we're so glad you're here. If you're looking for a church home, man, we would love for you to consider Metro Believers Church. Hey, if you don't have one of our outlines, just slip up your hands. These are, if you're new to NBC, these are notes that I've prepared that kind of gives you the, the, the cliff notes, if you will, of my message today. And uh, I want to welcome our live stream audience today. Thanks for joining us. We wish you were here, uh, but if you can't be, the next best thing is to join us via live stream. So thanks so much for coming. Man, it's good to be back. I don't even know if I know how to do this anymore. <laughs> Man, it's been like 11 weeks or something like that. So give me a break, pretend I'm a first-time speaker, you know, I've never done this before kind of a thing. And uh, no, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to be back. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long road of recovery and rehab. And, uh, and so I'm just so thankful for our teaching team, our pastoral team, every single person that serves at Metro Believers Church. Um, that continues to carry the weight of this church week in and week out in a mobile environment. Hey, we're working on that, just so you know. Um, and we're trusting the Lord to lead us into where he has for us. Okay, so continue to pray. Continue to give, those of you that call Metro Believers Church home, so that we have the resources we need um, to do what we need to do in terms of our next assignment and next place. Um, but we're just so thankful for everyone here at Metro Believers Church and how supportive you've been. Um, I, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but our, the word of the Lord um, that God gave us, me specifically for the year, is clarity. Everyone say clarity. 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 It's, you know, I, I have, uh, I'm farsighted, so that means I need help reading. I get those confused. Is that right? Yep. Right. I need like if I take this, my glasses off, you know, and I look at my computer, even though it's 24-point font, just so you know, that's what my, my laptop is right now. I, I started out, when I first started preaching from a computer, it was like 9-point font, right? And then it went to like 12, and it was like, yes, I can really see well. And then, it, you know, over the years, it's correct, you know, probably next week it'll be 26 or 28, who knows? <laughs> But, but I need, you know, I need some help. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Anybody wear contact, contact lenses or, or glasses? Let me see your hands. Okay. Need a little help, you know, to clarify, right? Everyone say clarify. Clarify, clarify things. And, uh, and when I put these on, wow, everything's clear. You know, I mean, I can, I can see far. I can see, you know, distances. But, man, when I, I try to read, like, up close in my Bible, I can't do it. You know, I need somebody to hold it for me way out yonder. Um, so I need help. How many of you know the Holy Spirit wants to help us? He really does. That's, that's our, our corrective lenses, if you will. And I really feel, listen to me, church, I really feel like God wants to give you supernatural clarity this year on things that have been confusing, things that have been difficult, things that have been cloudy, things that have been blurry. And I really feel like God wants to give you clarity. And I experienced that this week. I was really struggling and couldn't sleep and, you know, doing different things and, you know, a lot of confusion. And it was a very emotional time for me this week. And I, I, I began to seek the Lord. And I said, God, you promised. Everyone say, you promised said, God, you promised to give us what? Clarity. And I'm asking you for clarity. I'm asking you to make things clear on this subject. And I went to bed that night, didn't sleep much, wrestled with the Lord a little bit. I don't even know he always wins. You know, and I woke up. I woke up with clarity. And so... I'm just telling you, please listen to me. As your pastor, I'm telling you, God has that for you. God has that for you. He wants to give you clarity. This, this year is 20, what? 20. Everyone say 2020 vision. 
See, it's the year of vision. It's the year of vision. It's the, the year speaks, right? I mean, it's so cool, 2020. And every time you think about that or every time you write it down or every time, you know, you sign a check and you have to do whatever. I don't know if you even do checks. Do people do checks anymore? Okay, I guess some of you do. Okay. I mean, come on, Venmo, right? All right? I mean, you know, you get all these. I can pay Matt and he doesn't even have to take credit cards, right? Wow. I mean, how times have changed. Vicky sent me a link the other day called what? Welcome to Tomorrow. Yeah. Has, has anyone read that? That little, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Look it up, all right? So if, for those of you that are here today and thought you were going to see Peter Haas um, on video, uh, I apologize. You're stuck with me. Um, we were going to do that last week and snow canceled. So um, you can, uh, how many of you got the link today? Or this week, I should say. All right. If you didn't get the link, uh, I sent out an email. Allie actually sent it. Um, but it was from me, and it had the link on it. If you didn't get it and you want to see it, just go to YouTube and plug in Changeable Peter Haas and look for number eight, okay, of that series, and you'll get that video, okay? So um, today we are actually starting a brand new series called Winning the Battle of the Mind. And I'm just going to warn you all right now, I'm not going to finish this message, just so you know. How many of you probably have never heard that before? <laughs> yeah, I had about 30 pages of notes. You know, I mean, how many of you know when you lay around and you're, you know, just working on stuff, you got a lot of thoughts and ideas and your message grows? <laughs> So I typically have about I typically have about 15 to 16 pages of 24 point font. Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> um, so I had to pare it down and say, you know what? I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. How many of you know we get we'll get to that, right? Yeah, that's cool. I'm back. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I know for most of us, if we're honest, most of us. Um, our thought life is continually under attack. I don't know about you, but I know I deal with that. Our thought life is under attack. And always remember, what comes into your life or into your mind comes out in your life. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. Remember that. That's, that's why it's always important for you to remember your thought life is critical. The things that go through your mind is so important. I've said for years, it, it, it's not good English, but what you continue, uh, what you continue, I can't even think of it right now, <laughs> what I said. If you continue to think what you've always thought, you'll continue to get what you've always got. All right? So, you know, it's the definition of insanity. When you think you can do the same thing and expect change. So if you continue to think what you've always thought, you'll continue to get what you've always got. So that's why we've got to talk about some of this stuff called the mind. It's, and this series actually came out of a place of pain in my own personal life. It, it's the result of a lot of dark nights and where my thoughts were running 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction. It, you know, pain and sleepless nights will do that to you. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about, yeah. When you're up, you can't sleep, and the pain's like overwhelming you, and you're trying to, trying to sleep, and, and yeah, your thoughts start racing. And so I want to talk to you about some of the things that, that I walked through in this series uh, during my recovery. For those of you who don't know, I had a total knee replacement. You know, it's not that big of a deal, but when you're going through it, it is. Um, so it was a tough, tough three months. And so uh, and during my recovery, I was actually feeding on a lot of different messages from some of my favorite speakers, you know, trying, trying to get some good input, trying to feed on the word, right? I mean, no, that's important. Um, and, you know, so some, some of what you'll hear is in a, sort of an amalgamation of me and some of my other, you know, favorite speakers like Chris Hodges and Craig Rochelle and Stephen Furtick and Peter Haas and different people like that. So if you hear a statement that maybe came from somebody, then, you know, that's where it came from, just so you know. Um, it's hard to separate all that. But here's what you need to know today. If you want to change your life, how many of you want to change your life? 
If you want to change your life, you must change your thinking. It's, it's not optional. If you want to change your life, you must change your thinking. And so here's the plan. Over the next few weeks, this is what we're going to do. We're going to look at the mind of the Apostle Paul. We're going to look at the thoughts of the Apostle Paul. What I love about this guy is toward the end of his life, if anyone won the battle of the mind, Paul did, okay? I mean, this guy, this guy, you know, shipwrecked, in prison. How many of you have ever been shipwrecked? No. In prison, uh, maybe some of you. <laughs> Looks a little sketchy here, some of you. Yeah. Um, but man, this guy, this guy, you know, went through some stuff, and he didn't always have it right, right? Um, I mean, he just, you know, he, he won some battles. I love that about this guy. He, he won and overcame some difficult things. And the good news for you and me is um, that he wasn't always in that place where, you know, everything was going well and he was thinking right. In fact, if you read some of the Apostle Paul's early writings, um, you know, sometimes he looks crazy. <laughs> for real. I mean, which, which really encourages me because sometimes... Sometimes I feel crazy in my mind as well. I don't know about you, but he battled. In fact, in fact, one time he said, the things that I don't want to do, what? I do. And the things that I do want to do, what? I don't. I mean, you talk about crazy. <laughs> you know, how many of you can relate? Come on. Yeah, sometimes we, sometimes we feel like, you know, I really want to do this. And then you find yourself doing the opposite. And then I really don't want to do this, and you find yourself slipping into that, and your mind just kind of goes nuts. And the Apostle Paul was like that. He talks about that in his writings. He, he basically said, I am going crazy, <laughs> to paraphrase. And then he says, who can help me, right? Who can help me? Who can deliver me uh, from this body of death? How many of you remember that? Romans chapter 7, right? All right, so he battled again and again in his mind. He fought. He won. He took ground. And over time, he mastered his thoughts. And that's the cool thing. He mastered his thoughts. And that's what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. Let me set the tone by reading something from God's Word here. You set the tone, okay? If you have your scriptures, your Bibles, your apps, whatever, um, you can look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to look at verses 3 through 5. You only have 3 through 4 in your notes there. Um, but you really, I had to add verse 5 because we're not going to get there later in the day. So, so yeah, for 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we live in the world, how many of you know that? We live here, all right? We live in this thing called the world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. How many of you know you're in a war? You've been deployed, just so you know. You're, you're in a battle. You're in war. L look at the terminology here. Watch the words. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons, everyone say weapons. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. You know, the terminology tells us we're in, we're in war. We're in a battle. This thing, this thing you know, is for keeps, right? Yeah. So he goes, on the contrary, they have divine power. In other words, we don't fight like the world does, right? But we have, we have other weapons. We have other things. We fight differently. Everyone say differently. We fight differently. He says, on the contrary, they have divine power. Say power. To demolish what? Strongholds. We demolish strongholds or arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And here's how we do it. We take what? Captive every what? Thought and we make it obedient to Christ. Now that portion of Scripture will change your life. If I had to think about my favorite portions of Scripture, that ranks in the top five, right there. Why? It's a game changer. It's a game changer. 
Because, see, I used to let my mind wander. Still do sometimes. But I catch myself more now than ever before. And I wrestle. Everyone say wrestle. You ever wrestle with something physically? Yeah, I wrestle with my thought life. I, I try, when, I, when I realize I'm going in a direction that I shouldn't, like I was just talking about, this came out of a place of pain for me. When I realize I'm going down a path, and we'll talk about path and neuropaths in the few weeks to come. I'm like going down a path that's unhealthy and unhelpful. Then I try to catch it and reel it in. You remember the little illustration I did a few months ago, and I, or maybe years ago, who knows? Um, <laughs> cast, cast something out in, on my pole and reeled it back in when that's what you have to learn how to do. See? The Bible talks about our thought life. Your thought life will make you or break you. And that's what we're going to talk about here. Your thought life will make you or break you. And here's what you need to know. As a follower of Jesus Christ, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you have access to supernatural weapons. Did you hear me? You have access to supernatural weapons from the kingdom of heaven. They're available to you. I preached a message several years back called Armed and Dangerous. And I looked at the top 10 weapons from the word of God that he has given us. I'm not going to teach that today. I don't have time. But you look in the Bible and study. Just, just study what your weapons are. You know, it would be a foolish thing for a soldier to go into combat without knowing First, the weapons at his disposal, and second, how to use them, right? And so the weapons that we have, they're not, they're not carnal, but they're mighty. They're not of the flesh. They're not, they're not, you know, AKs or, you know, M16s or any of that kind of stuff. They're not rocket launchers. They're not any of that. They're... They're so different. They're spiritual weapons. And if you try to fight a spiritual battle with earthly weapons, you'll lose every time. And oftentimes, that's what we do. We, you know, we know how to fight in the flesh. We know how to argue. We know how to advance ourselves in the flesh. But we don't know how to do it in the spirit. And it's a completely different battle your weapons are completely different. And if you don't know how to use those weapons, you'll lose. And how many of you know God wants to give us victory? It doesn't mean we don't have difficult days or fights. It doesn't mean, like I was talking about before, we don't have those places of pain and difficulty. But in the end, God wants to help us win and overcome, right? Amen? So let's break this down and unpack it just a little bit here, all right? So let's talk about some of the words that were spelled out here. The Greek word that's translated as power in the text is the word, Greek word dunamis. Everyone say dunamis. And the closest word we have in our language, our English language, is the word dynamite. <laughs> Everyone say dynamite. So, let's back up and let's talk about what this says, right? We have, on the contrary, we have divine dynamite, right? Divine what? Dynamite or dunamis. We have, we have dynamite, spiritual dynamite at our disposal, right? Yeah. So, it's, it's the explosive, miraculous power of God. It's the explosive, miraculous power of God. And they're, they're available for us. See, the weapons that we fight with have heavenly or divine power to do what? To do what? To demolish what? Strongholds. See, a stronghold is not a word that we use often in our modern language, is it? You know, it's not like we use it every day. But here's the deal. It comes from this Greek word, 
uh, akiroma, akiroma. And it literally means, listen, this is what this word stronghold literally means. It means a fortified prison. A fortified prison. See, that's what the enemy wants to do to you. He wants to put you in prison. Did you hear me? For real. He wants to put you in prison. See, he wants to put you in prison. And how do you get there? You get there by being locked by deception. You get locked up by deception. That's, what, that's the way the enemy works. That's his device. That's his fiery darts, as Ephesians 6 talks. That's his fiery dart of the enemy. He locks you up by his lies. You've believed a lie, and he's put you in prison. He, he locked you up. That's the stronghold. He's got you locked up into a prison. See, our enemy tries to shape our thinking one lie at a time. Think about it. Just one lie. Just one lie at a time. Yeah. Not in a hurry. Yeah. Just plant a seed here. Plant a seed there. Put a, put a, put a thought in your head. And then he lets it incubate. See, that's what he wants to do. He wants you to get locked up into a prison. See, he shapes our thinking one lie at a time so that we're in this prison believing, listen to me, believing something that's not true. And I think all of us know that that's true. See, what does your enemy often tell you? He tells you stuff like, you can't trust people. You you. You can't even trust your pastor. You can't trust people, you know. He tells you stuff like, you can't, you can't let them know the real you. You know, you got to hide. You got to play games. You got to put your mask on. You know, you can't be real. You can't talk to people. You can't expose. You, you can't do that. You're never going to, never going to get over it. God doesn't care about you. God doesn't really love you. God doesn't hear your prayer. I mean, you pray, but God doesn't hear your prayer. He's not going to do anything about it. Why waste your time? Yeah. I mean, you're never going to get over it. You're never going to get free. You know, you're always going to be hurting. You can't have real intimacy. You can't. See, that's what the enemy do. I, I, what I just said, some of you are going, <laughs> it's even following me around and writing stuff down. <laughs> I have people do that all the time after I speak. It's like, did, have you been peeking through my windows? <laughs> do, you, do you have a wire that gets tapped into my brain? <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? <laughs> no, the Holy Spirit does, right? Yeah. And there's nothing new under the sun. You know, I mean, if, 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 if he's done it to me, he's probably done it to you, right? Yeah. That's what you need to know is you're not alone. You're not twisted and broken. You're just a human, right? And, and the enemy wants to mess with us all. See, you're not exempt. I'm not exempt. We all deal with this stuff. So you can trust. You can be real. See, don't buy the lie. It'll put you in prison. And that's the stuff we're going to talk about over the next few weeks. Yeah. Amen. All right, so whatever it is, the enemy lies to you. This is what Paul said. He said, we demolish, we crush, it's up on the screen, we vanquish, we destroy, some of the other translations, the arguments and every single pretension that sets us up against the knowledge of God, and we make it obedient to Christ. So over the next few weeks, we're going to learn how to recognize any, listen to me, any thought that is not from God. We're going to learn how to recognize that, what it looks like, any thought that is not from God, and we're going to capture that thought, and we're going to what? Make it, everyone say make it, make it. obedient to Christ. It didn't say, you know, nah, argue with it a little bit. No, it says make it obedient to Christ. Make it. Don't give it an option. Stand your ground. Ephesians 6 says, you know, when you've done everything to stand, do what? Stand. stand. Don't back down. 
Don't give up. It may be a real difficult season. Listen to me. A real difficult season in your life right now. But don't give up. Don't buy the lies. Don't, don't cave in. Don't quit. Stand your ground, right? So why does it matter? Why does all of that matter? Because here's the deal. Check out the screen. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts you think. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. It's a reflection. The life that you are currently ex experiencing is, speaks to the thoughts that are going through your mind. All right? That can be good or bad. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And, and, listen to this. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So, in other words, your thoughts have a magnetic pull. That's why I say they're moving in your strongest thoughts. You're, it's moving in that direction. It's sort of like this magnetic pull. When you, when you rest on a particular thought and you camp there and you let it stay, then your life is eventually going to move towards that. The visual is that magnetic pull. So, if you want to change your life, as I said in the beginning, you got to change your thinking, right? So listen to this verse from, from Proverbs. It's a couple of verses that will rattle you when you really think about it. Proverbs 23, 7 says, whereas a person, what? Thinks in his heart. Now, now just pause for a moment there. Thinks. So as a person thinks for Bob, for as you think, Aggie, for as you think in your heart, okay? David, for as you think in your heart, Ken, as you think in your heart, right? Jess, as you think in your heart, Brendan, as you think in your heart, Robin, as you think in your heart, so are you. That'll rattle you. That's why the statements I just mentioned are so true. The, th the things I'm thinking in my heart, I become. Wow. That's sobering. Are you hearing me today? That's a sobering thought. In other words, as you think, so you become. As you think, so you become. In other words, if you think you can't, you probably can't. If you, if you believe or think that through Christ that you can, then you probably can, right? How many of you know you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength? Isn't that a great verse? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. See, that's the kind of stuff you need to be camping on, Right? That's the stuff you need to be thinking about. See, and that's what we're going to talk about coming up. We're going to talk about the way, proper way to think, the right way to think, what the Bible has to say about you thinking. What's the right way to think? What's the wrong way to think? What's, how do we identify How do we identify wrong thinking? How do, I, how do we identify thinking that's not from God? How do we, how do, we do it? How do we, how do we let it flow through the cheesecloth, you know, of, of, you know, the Word of God? I'm getting ready to fly out tomorrow to Arizona for a couple of days and uh, just to get some dry heat on this knee and give my wife a break. And I'm going to go through security. And, and guess what? <laughs> I'm going to set it off because <laughs> I have a titanium knee. <laughs> and then they're going to pull me off to the side and they're going to about strip me down, right? <laughs> Why? Because their security is very serious. They don't want you doing something to hurt everybody on that plane, right? It's very important to them, right? So here's the deal. 
All right? So if you, if, if you think you can't, you probably won't. If you believe through Christ you can, you probably will. If you believe that you're a victim always suffering at the hand of some outside circumstances, then you'll always be a victim. If you believe that you can overcome through the power of Christ, then chances are you will overcome. If you're always looking at the problems and dwelling on the problems, your problems will overwhelm you. If instead you're looking for solutions, looking for the work of God, you will find solutions and see God working in your life. See, it's what you see through the eye gate and then what you think and how that translates in your thought life. So the question is, is what do we know about our thoughts? What do we know? For most, almost all of us in almost every situation, most, listen to me, most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. Most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. Listen to this next verse from Proverbs. This will rattle you too. Proverbs 4, 23. It says, be careful, be careful how you think. Your life is what? Help me now. It's shaped by what? JP? That's for real. That's not a rattle you when you think about it. Your life, listen to me, your life, your life is shaped by your thoughts. You're being shaped. You're being formed. You're being fashioned, if you will, by your thoughts. See? And that's, that's, that's powerful. Notice, notice, if your thoughts are right, your life will be right. But if your thoughts are wrong, your life will be messed up. And some of you are messed up right now. For real, you're messed up. You're, you're in, a, in a kind of in a bad way. I don't say that to put you down. I'm just simply saying that we have to understand how important our thoughts are. What are you feeding on? What are you thinking about? What are you pondering? What are you meditating on? We'll talk more about that. If your thoughts are wrong, your life will be messed up. The mind, the mind is the battleground. Right here, your mind. I mean, we have other wars that we fought in our history, and we can debate that all you want, but the but bottom line is, is it was a battleground. The battleground for you and the battleground for me is right here in my, on my mind, the things I think about. And here's, here's the battle. Check this out, this next slide. It is a battle between God's truth to you and Satan's lies about you. That's the battleground. Are you listening to God's truth to you or are you listening to Satan's lies about you? What are you listening to? What are you allowing to take root down inside of you? See, it's a war between God's truth and the enemy's deception. It's a battleground. It's a battle. And so today, I just for a few minutes that we have left here, today I want to ask you to think about what you think about. Did you hear me? To think about what you what? Think about. Now, it's in your notes. There's a little thought assessment that we're going to walk through. We're going to take a few minutes here and evaluate this little thought assessment. So, the question is, is what have you been thinking about over the past week or so? Now, there's three lines with numbers, okay? And the first line is the line worried and peaceful, okay? Take out a pen, borrow one from your neighbor, steal one, whatever you're going to do. Uh, if you need a pen, you don't have one, your neighbor don't have one, slip up your hand and Tracy um, will get you one or Mark, okay? But I want you to circle something here where you're at. All right, when, let me just set it up here before you circle, okay? When it comes to worried or peaceful, are you more worried 
or peaceful. Now, what do I mean by that? You're, if you're more worried, then you're obsessed, or you worry in your thoughts about everything. You know, your kids, your, your future, your money, your job, your health. You're just worried. You just know that one shoe drops and it's all going to come apart. And you're obsessed with it. There's just, if, if, that's the, if that's you and you're so obsessed with that, you worry all the time, give yourself a one there next to worried. Or if you're more peaceful, okay, that means you're, just, you're secure in God's promises. doesn't mean you don't have any challenges or you don't have thoughts. But you know, you believe that you can trust God. You can do all you can personally. You can trust God for the rest. And you feel like you have peace in your heart about your life. So that's the two extremes. You can fall somewhere in the middle there. Um, Give yourself a score. Give yourself a score. All right, next line is negative or positive. Negatives, you're, let me set it up, you're, you're, you know, just critical, critical, critical of people, find fault, discontent, cynical, skeptical, you know, you, that's you, that's you, right? And if, that, if that's you to an extreme, you need to give yourself a one over there by, you know, the whole negative side. But if you're more positive, which is, you know, you see the best in people, you believe the best, life is good. You believe things are going to work out for you and your family, and you have a real optimistic view in terms of your thought life about the future. Give yourself a score. And the third one is is worldly. That's an interesting word, or or eternal. And so, worldly is your your mind is consumed with this world. Okay, you're just. You're more worldly conscious than you are eternal conscious, okay? You, you're so fixated by what's going to happen now than you are what God has for you in the future and how you store up treasures in heaven and all that kind of stuff, okay? Um, you're fixated on material possessions. You're fixated on you want to be liked by everyone, that kind of stuff. It's more of a fleshly, worldly, it, that's what you're obsessed with in your thoughts. Or you're more eternal when it comes to that, you know, you know that God's given you gifts and you know in light of eternity you want those gifts to be used for his glory. You're a giver, you're generous, you're, you think about you know, what God has for you in heaven, those kinds of, you reach, want to reach people, you know that your job is your calling, you use it as a platform to, to ministry, you understand the, the theology of work and so on and so forth, you know how important that is, you're more eternally minded, you know that God has more for you in the future and in heaven than just here in the now, okay? So give yourself a score. See, sometimes it's good to think about what we what? Think about, right? Yeah, so, so give yourself a score and rate yourself there. And know, you know, if you're falling more on the negative side of things, that that needs to change. Now, always remember, always remember, and this is what I said earlier, what comes into your mind comes out in your life. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. Life and, and the question the question is, are you excited? Now think about this. Are you excited about where your thoughts are taking you? Are you comfortable with where your thought life is taking you? Because it's a reflection of the thoughts you've been thinking, your life, say. As you think about what you have been thinking about, you have to ask yourself that question. If our life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, are you satisfied? Are you blessed? Are you excited by the direction that your thought life is taking you? For me, for me, I have to be honest with you. I have to confess that over the last couple months, there's been times where I've not been satisfied with where my thoughts were taking me. (laughs) To be honest with you. And I'm going to be real transparent during the series. I tried to be that way all the time. But just so you know, and I'm going to be real transparent during the series. I'm going to talk about some of the stuff I've gone through and some of the stuff 
that didn't work out so well and how I was able to capture that eventually and move in the direction that God had for me. So as I'm honest, you know, I just want to ask you, some of you, you know, may be thinking, I'm going to leave the church and he needs counseling. <laughs> Don't leave the church and I probably need counseling, just so you know, okay? So, so what we're talking about today is, is going to be important about what we talk about in the weeks to come. It's, this is ground zero. Everyone say ground zero. Ground zero. This, is, this is the foundation right here. Just some of the, some of the ideas I'm throwing out at you is going to be the foundation of where we're going and why that's important. Because here's the deal. You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. Did you hear me? You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. For the sake of time, what time is it? It's about time. Okay. For the sake of time, I just want to give you these two thoughts that are in your notes so you don't go home saying, he didn't finish it. <laughs> just for the sake of time. All right. I'm going to give you these two assignments, if you will. And then we're going to build on this, these principles in the weeks to come. So how do you win the battle of the mind? How do you do that? The first thing is you have to identify the number one stronghold that's holding you back. Identify, and this is your assignment over the next week. Identify the number one stronghold that is holding you back. Remember, remember, a stronghold is a prisoner locked by deception. What, what are you locked up with? What, what is the lie? What is the deception? What is the enemy using to keep you from living, living the life that God wants for you? What is that? Romans Romans 12 says, do not be conformed to the pattern, pattern of this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. So my assignment for you is to identify the one stronghold that is holding you back, just one. Just one. Let's start with one. Whatever it is, name it. Name it. Give it a name. If it's lust, give it a name. If it's unforgiveness, give it a name. If it's bitterness, see, you're in prison. If it's resentment, give it a name. Because you cannot defeat what you cannot define. Name it. Give it a name. This is a lie from the enemy that has kept me in prison. Name it. And then we're going to attack it. <laughs> Amen? Second part of your assignment is to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. Name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. Go to God's word and find the truth that will demolish that stronghold. For everything I just mentioned, lust, bitterness, unforgiveness, all that, there's, there's truth from God's word that will demolish that stronghold. So you've got to get into God's word and find it. Just like you would try to find diamonds or gold or whatever that might look like. You have to work and find it. When you find it, hold on to it. Meditate on it. Claim it. And it'll get you out of prison. Amen? Amen. See, for 2 Peter 1.3, real quick, says God's divine power has given us everything. I need to live a godly life. Everything. How many of you know you have everything? You just don't, you just haven't grabbed a hold of it yet. It's all there. God's not going to give you more. It's there. It's in his word. <laughs> He's not giving you another chapter in the Bible or a book of the Bible. It's there. Amen? 
Everyone say, I have everything. everything. You do. You just got to discover it. The more I walk in the word, the more I walk in what God says about me, the, the clearer things become and the easier it is to break the strongholds that have been holding us back. Amen? And here's the last verse I'll give you. Judah, come on up. Last verse I'm going to give you that I want you to think about, about what I just said. Here's what it says. It's John chapter 8, verse 31 and 2. It says, if you continue in my word, think about what, what that means. If you continue in my word. In other words, you, you didn't, you know, you got it all figured out. You've read the Bible before. You don't need it anymore. No, if you continue in God's word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will what? Know the truth. You will know the truth and what? Truth will unlock that door and get you out of prison. The truth will set you free. See, you will, you will only be free by the truth that you know. That's why it's so important for you to know God's word. To know the truth. And you will know. See, when you continue in God's word, God causes revelation knowledge to come. You continue in his word, all of a sudden something explodes inside of you. And that truth, and that truth that you know, that, that truth will set you free. Let's stand to our feet. So what do you think? It's important what we think. It's important what thoughts we allow. See, you can't control the thoughts that come. I call them terrorist devils. All of a sudden, just boom, there's a thought. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? It's not like you were trying to think about that. It just happens. Sometimes it is. We've been feeding on the wrong stuff, right? We've been lo looking in the wrong direction. Sometimes out of nowhere, something comes. So you can't control that, but you can control what you do with it. That's why you need to know the word. See, when those darts come, you speak the word, just like Jesus did. It is written. It is written. It is written. See, that's the battle. So I'm believing that God's going to set people free during our time. God wants to take you to a whole nother place. I want you to experience life on a higher level. He doesn't want you to be controlled or defeated or imprisoned by the things that have been there in the past. Your past doesn't have to be your future. Let's bow our heads. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters today. Pray that this will be a sobering yet encouraging message. Some of the things that we share today, God, would take root not just be another thing that they hear and discard. That's so often we're hearers but not doers. I think it breaks your heart. We sing, break our heart for what breaks yours. I think that's one of them. When we hear your word, when we hear the gospel proclaimed, when we hear a message that's preached, from your word and we do nothing with it. God, I know I've been guilty of that in the past personally. Help us not to be guilty of this. God, I pray for every person in this room, every person watching by the live stream. Pray, God, that you would help us break out of the prisons 
that we've been in. Pray, God, that we would, we would take authority over the enemy's lies. That we wouldn't listen to his lies, that we would buy into your truth. about is there someone that would say you know what you're spot on I've got some real issues that I'm wrestling with in my mind right now would you pray for me lift up your hands God bless you God bless you all over all over the place thank you so much God bless you God bless you see God wants to set you free he really does I know that sounds cliche but it's the word he wants to break down strongholds he wants to tear down the walls to free you. The enemy is having a field day sowing lies of deception. But greater is he that's in us than he is in the world. So Father, I pray for every single person that raised their hand. I pray, God, that you would show them a way out, a way of escape. freedom would come in those places of bondage, those places of prisons. That freedom would come. Teach us to train our minds. Teach us, God, the importance of taking every thought captive. We cannot afford the luxury letting anything come into our mind and just stay there. God, that's a destructive path, so help us, teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just worship for a few minutes and kind of just submit that stuff to the Lord. Spend some time as you worship Him, and then we'll have the benediction.